a a a welcome welcome to episode five of the i'll get better later i promise podcast a it's your boy big angry aka amen aka funky soul brother number one aka the big dude aka i make this shit look good aka man y'all better get out of here with all that bringing y'all number episode number five of the i'll get better later i promise podcast uh we got a lot of interesting topics that we're going to talk about hopefully y'all sticking with me through this i appreciate y'all that been following me from day one y'all support means everything i tell y'all that every week i couldn't do this without y'all shout outs to y'all uh i hope y'all enjoy it let's go ahead and get into it um the first issue that I really wanted to get into today was an observation. And I hate to start the podcast off on a on a down note, but uh, I've noticed in my years that life tends to reward people who operate selfishly. And it's a reality that a lot of people who don't act that way have to come to grips with. There is no objective benefit to being a good or selfless or, you know, caring person. It has to be its own reward for you because it is apparent in many aspects of life that selfish behavior or these negative traits that we are taught to to not have are rewarded. We see it professionally at work where people who are kiss-ups or suck-ups to the boss or snitches in the office or who cheat off of other people or who take advantage of other people, they get ahead. And the person who has a stronger character and has a moral code that they, they, they adhere to and they try to follow and live by, a lot of times they don't get, they don't get ahead. They end up getting left, left behind or looked over. And so that's something that you really have to come to terms with. And it doesn't mean not to do those things because I still think it's important to do those things. But I think it is also important to realize that life doesn't just objectively reward you for those things. It has to be something that's just a part of you, something that you believe in, whether it's through religious belief or personal or philosophical beliefs. It's just something that has to be within you because it it is not rewarded in many facets of life. And that is something that has been a hard lesson for me to learn, but it's something that is true and something that uh, I have seen the same sentiment echoed by my peers on social media or talking to them in person or even seeing uh, the way things are portrayed in movies and TV. So I think it's something that as you get older, you know, you realize and the kind hearted, the good of the, the good amongst us 
you know, and I like to include myself in that, even though I'm no angel, I'm not perfect. I consider myself to be a good, optimistic, you know, type person. It is a, a realization that is hard to deal with, it seems like, for a lot of people. And I know for myself, it was a hard realization to come to that life doesn't just give you anything for being a good person. So you have to be a good person. And a lot of times you have to work twice as hard as those who don't feel the same way as you, who don't believe the same way that you do. So you have to be willing to to carry that burden and to to walk that path that that's what you believe is important to you, whether it's, like I said, religious or personal reasons. There's something to think about, something to, to grow on. I, I told y'all, I told y'all at the beginning of the season, everybody who know me know, I told y'all the Lakers was winning the championship. I don't want to hear nothing about no COVID. I don't want to hear nothing about no bubble. I don't want to hear nothing about nothing. Give my boys their props. LeBron James said, give him his damn respect. (laughs) Y'all better give the king his damn respect. My Lakers are back in place where they belong at the top of the, the heap, at the top of the league, at the top of the pile, whatever you want to call it. The Lakers are number one. Make sure you call us champs. And this is not for these bandwagon Laker fans that have been joining and jumping on the team. We appreciate it, but y'all sit to the back of the bus. The Lakers fans that suffered for the past decade get first crack at celebrating and posting memes and being on this, uh, this championship run right here. So this is for Laker Nation. We did it. They did it. Congratulations. Next season, let's run it back. And the next season start in like December, if I'm not mistaken. So we don't have to wait long. That's either November or December. A couple weeks from now, we'll be looking at basketball again. Hopefully they're able to to pull it off as successfully as they did within the bubble. I don't know if they're going to go back to the bubble. I don't see why they wouldn't. It worked so good the first time. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see basketball back so soon. You know, the season is going to be real interesting. We got a lot of duos. That seems to be the thing now. Instead of the big three, we back to the era of the duos. And there's a lot of them that, that are popping up right now. Aside from, you know, LeBron and AD, you got what Kawhi and Paul George, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. You still got the Splash Brothers, Stephen Clay. You got uh, the three Dirks down in Dallas. <laughs> uh, um, there's a lot of teams that could uh, be contenders. Oh, KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn. That's my pick right there. If the Lakers don't win it, that's the team that I think could pull it off. I still think my Lakers are going to win it, but if anybody else is going to get it, I think it could be them. And you still got Giannis out there there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting teams this upcoming season and i think the competition is going to be wide open so I, i'd like to see how this plays out um but the nba is where it's at right now man the competition the level of play is so high right now and the only people that don't think that the game is the best that has ever been are the jordan lovers and the old heads who can't get off of it because right now, I think the, the game is as exciting and is as 
good as it's been in my lifetime. You know, the the level of play is is high right now. There's not a bunch of bums. You know, anybody can can make a run. I don't think at the beginning of the season anybody would have put Miami in the finals, but they did it. And I don't think it's because the other teams necessarily folded. I think it was just that much play. You still got Boston out there. I didn't even think about Toronto. So there's a lot of teams that, that have a legitimate shot at making it to the finals and to the playoffs and, you know, could potentially, you know, win the championship next year. As a fan, I'm looking forward to it. And that's all that I've got to say about that. <laughs> it's about that time for the new consoles to come out. We got the PlayStation 5 going against the Xbox Series X and the Series S. And it's about to be real interesting right now. We're going to see all these next-gen games coming out with crazy graphics and all these new features and 8K resolution. I remember when it was just 8-bit pixels, and now it's looking better than real life in some of these games or some of these TVs. But uh, I think the the big interesting fight this console generation is going to be Microsoft's approach to streaming. I think they're going all in betting on streaming right now with their uh, Game Pass. And, and the cloud streaming where you can play any of your games or any of your devices, your phone, your laptop, your Xbox, you know, and I think that that's, that could be a game changer. And they're banking on the fact that people can afford to pay, you know, $15 a month or maybe $20 a month. I think if they up, if you have to do some kind of an upgrade, but still to pay that small price and be able to play all your games anywhere, anytime without having to pay $70 a pop for each game, I think is a really attractive option for a lot of people, myself included. On my Xbox One, I use Game Pass, uh, and I play all my games through that, basically. Um, and that's a big deal for me, and I think that's something that is going to make me continue to stay with Microsoft in the next generation of consoles. Uh, I may end up getting both consoles, but definitely I'll be getting my Xbox, for sure. And I know a lot of people are... Uh, drawn to Sony because I think that in a lot of ways they do have a better player experience. Um, I'm a big fan of their controller uh, for fighting games, especially. It's amazing. Uh, the exclusive deal that they had with uh, Street Fighter on the PlayStation 4 was a heartbreak for me because that means I missed out on a whole generation of Street Fighter because I didn't have the console. That still kind of stings to this day because Street Fighter is my jam and is better, you know. I think I like it better on the Xbox, but it's exclusive on the PlayStation. And that's something that a lot of people are going to have to decide when it comes down to exclusives. Uh, that's a big decision maker for a lot of people. Microsoft just purchased Bethesda, which means they now have Fallout uh, and several other RPGs. Uh, Elder Scrolls will be exclusive to Microsoft now. So all the RPG fans, the Western RPG fans, have to decide... Are they going to miss out on all the, the Western RPGs or do they have to buy both consoles or will they just buy the Xbox based on that? So that's a that's a big game changer. The exclusives are going to become more and more important uh, as the, the systems get more and more powerful and more and more expensive and the stakes get much higher for the companies. So I wonder who's going to have the exclusive game right now. Who's going to win that war?
the big thing that Sony has uh, that I've seen so far with the PlayStation 5 is that controller. The controller is crazy. The haptic, well, I think is uh, the next level pass haptic feedback. I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, but it's it's so responsive and it's supposed to be so immersive. I was looking at an article talking about uh, NBA 2K21, and they were saying that the triggers will be able to adjust uh, the 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 how hard you have to press them based on your fatigue level of your player. So if your player is tired and you're trying to drive it to the rim, it's going to be harder to get that boost going because the controller is going to adjust based on the the level of your player, the player's fatigue. That's something that I can't even really process. I have to feel it and play it to actually see what it feels like. But that's something that uh, you won't be able to do on the Xbox. So that's a big uh, game changer for Sony. I think one of the biggest weapons that they have right now is that user experience that they have with the, with their uh, controller. Um, so it's going to come down to value versus user experience. And I think that's kind of a, a lose-lose situation if you have to choose between those two things for customers. So maybe they can find some way to make a middle ground. Oh, all right, y'all. I wanted to talk to y'all about uh, some of my favorite female MCs, some elite female MCs, in my opinion. I'm not going to try to name the best or anything like that. I just wanted to give some of my favorite female rappers some of their props, you know, and uh, kind of just point some light at some of my favorites of all time. And I got to start off a list like that with my favorite, one of my favorite female rappers of all time and that's Miss Lauren Hill who is a legend for her singing as well as her rapping and as great a singer as she was as she is I think that she's just as good a rapper if not better she uh to me was the highlight of the Fuji's uh score album the score she was spitting bars that you know were so far ahead of their time and they still they still hit today. So I gotta give Lauren Hill her props. Um she's one of my favorites. She's dope. I hate that she didn't get the success and the fame that she deserved and more. Uh another female MC that I'm very fond of, who I think is underrated, is Remy Ma. Remy Ma was spitting bars back when Big Pun was still living. And I mean, she was hanging with Pun, who was considered to be one of the best of all time. And she was able to go bar for bar with Pun. So she's had my respect from day one. You know, her music doesn't always hit like it should. I don't think she gets the props that she deserves. Uh, she's had some situations and things like that that may have taken away from some of her her fame and her shine that she should have had. But Remy Ma is definitely an elite MC, And, you know, she's still in a position where she can still have a, a great second act of her career and uh, get some of the fame and success that I feel that she deserves. So Remy Ma definitely deserves to be on that kind of list of uh, elite female MCs. Uh, on that list, I will put Nicki Minaj for sure. I know Nicki isn't for everybody, but if we're being objective, Nicki Minaj is one of the best female MCs that I've ever heard. Uh, she's, she's hung on tracks with Jay-Z and Kanye and Drake and Lil Wayne. And she's murdered some of them on their own songs. And that's not something that a lot of female rappers have done in the past. So she's able to go bar for bar with some of the heavyweights in hip hop. 
She's able to have hits on her own. She's able to cross over to the mainstream and still come back to hip hop and keep it hood. Uh, Nicki Minaj, I think, definitely deserves to be listed on any list of top female MCs without question. Um, it's hard to talk about uh, a Nicki Minaj and not talk about Lil Kim. And she didn't have the longest career. And there was always the the stigma or the gossip that she didn't write her own rhymes. But Lil Kim came out as one of the first female rappers that I heard in my youth that that was rapping like the guys were rapping. You know, she was talking just as nasty as the dudes was or nastier than the dudes was. She was harder than the dudes was, you know? She didn't come across as uh, something different. She was a part of whatever she was around. And coming up with Biggie, who is one of my favorite rappers of all time, and being his equal was amazing to me to see her as a female MC when I was younger. So Lil' Kim, I think, paved the way for a lot of the female rappers today to be able to talk about what they want to talk about and to to be themselves in a way that I don't think a lot of female rappers were able to do before Little Kim. And she was an icon, uh, both musically, fashion, you know, culturally, she was an icon. And I think that uh, she definitely doesn't always get the respect that she deserves. So Little Kim would definitely be on my list of elite MCs. Um, Missy Elliott is one of the most creative hip-hop artists or music artists of all time. I mean, she has been around since my childhood. She still comes out. She's never corny. Anytime Missy puts something out, it's a big deal. It's a hit. She's timeless. She's amazing. She's she's one of the best. And I think that uh, she doesn't always get considered as an elite MC, but she's always come come across with original bars. She doesn't sound like anybody else. She sets a trend that other people follow. I think Missy is the definition of an icon and the definition of an elite MC, male or female. And I think that uh, that's definitely the type of MC that deserves to be on the list of people that we're talking about when we're talking of elite MCs uh, on the female side of things. And that's not to disrespect uh, some of the people that I didn't get to talk about, like a Cardi B or uh, who else, a Rhapsody or a No Name. So I don't want to disrespect them, but I was just talking about a certain level of female MC. So that's just my opinion. Tell me what y'all think about it. All right, y'all. I'm getting ready to get up out of here. The last thing I want to talk to y'all about on the way out is something that I've talked about before on here, something that's near and dear to me, something that I think is woefully shameful on our part as a country, and that is our mental health system. I think that we have failed so many people for so long, and many of our society's issues can be traced back to mental health. And if we do a better job with that, we would do better as a nation. It trickles down into all the economic issues, the racial issues, so many other issues will be improved if not solved if we have adequate health care for mental health issues. I think that is something that can really benefit the country if we were to become serious about it. 
we've become better about talking about it as a country, as a culture lately, but that's only one step of it. We, we're working on the stigma, but now we have to do something that is actionable and something that is practical and helpful. Mental health is way too expensive. It is way too difficult to have access to it. And if we're seriously going to get better as a nation, we have to really make our leaders, our elected officials, the people that are in charge, we have to hold them accountable. We have to make this something that is a part of our agenda. <clears throat> I think many of you who listen to me and who can hear the sound of my voice know someone or have been affected or have dealt with mental health issues in the past. And it's something that has torn families apart. It is something that is affecting people today in a very impactful way. Uh, with the quarantining and isolation due to COVID-19, I think that mental health issues have been exacerbated for many people. And I think that if we did a better job of addressing this issue as a country, we can solve a lot of our issues. I don't have all the answers, but it's something that I think is doable as a country. If we are serious about this, we can solve this issue in our lifetime. We can reap the benefits, our children can reap the benefits, but it's not gonna happen if we don't really be honest and have conversations about it. Anybody who knows me knows that it's something that I talk about, I try to talk about openly and honestly. Uh, without any kind of a stigma attached to it because i think that is something that we can benefit from if, if so many people feel as though they don't have anyone to talk to or know anybody who can relate to them and so it's important for people to see that other people are going through the same things that they are and to know that it gets better and to know that there's you know there's something to live for so i think that's something that we really need to work on and i'm trying to do my part by trying to do myself better, treat myself better. And I try to make myself available to anyone who needs to talk about anything. I try to share my ups and my downs because I think that there's a lesson to be learned from the good and the bad. I think a lot of times people only show the good in their life and it makes people feel that they aren't living life if they're not doing the same things and they're not having the same experiences. And they think that everybody else is doing great all the time. I think it's important for everybody to know that life has highs and lows, peaks and valleys. So when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, it's never as bad as you think it is. The sun is gonna come up tomorrow, you'll get another chance. You're loved, you are special, you are important. You know, I care about you if nobody else cares about you. I hope that you all are safe I hope that you all are well. Thank y'all for staying with me for episode five of the I'll Get Better Later, I Promise podcast. I have been your host, Big Angry, Tony. Thank you all for five episodes. It's been a month, y'all. I'm gonna keep doing this as long as y'all keep tuning in. I can see the viewership numbers, they're steady. I appreciate that steadiness. Hopefully we're gonna grow this thing and get some more people talk about it share it let me know y'all get more vocal talk to me in the groups send me messages let's talk about it let's have a discussion i love you all have a great weekend i'll see y'all next friday as always i promise you i'll get better later <laughs>